Hello, hello, hello? Yeah, it's like an interval that's been used before, certainly. Okay. Well, hi there. And welcome to Brapocalypse Now, a podcast dedicated to ending, if not preventing altogether, the Brapocalypse in which we currently live. I'm Sean, and we're coming to you from the Fortress of Seanitude in beautiful Hampshire County in western Massachusetts on a gloomy, rainy, Jack the Riparian night. And, um... You're probably listening to this now because our podcast finally went live, and um, response has been pretty overwhelmingly fine. We haven't really gotten a lot of negative feedback, but I'm not getting a lot of rounds of applause when I enter rooms. So, I mean, you know, I kind of have mixed feelings about the reception because of that, but, you know, it is it is what it is. And now that the podcast is live and is a thing that we have to keep doing, um, we've, well, I but also them, we've decided to broaden the scope of the podcast. Uh, basically, we're going to explore what it is to be a podcast, how to be a podcast, and when to be a podcast, and perhaps most importantly, what is a podcast? We'll answer that question. Um, and we're not abandoning the original conceit of the podcast, which is trying to broadcast back to myself 20 years ago to prevent Donald Trump becoming president or some other series of events that led us to where we are now. Um, we're still going to keep doing that. Um, we'll still uh, speak with the Dr. Reese Stevens uh, maybe a couple more times um, and other people involved with his technology like uh, Lee Lightman, uh, Preston Scahill. Dr. Montgomery Lonely, Alexis Feldbaum, Duncan Fitzgerald, Archibald McCurrency, Paul the Sprawl Adams, Gunther T. Biscuit, Dr. Angela Meyer, pet psychologist, Ernie Heaves, Belinda Applebaum, <clears throat> Dr. Jesus Cantero, Lil Hurricane Tate, Razy, the Tampa Bay Rays mascot, Elijah Wood, not that one, and philanthropist Peter Christian, and of course, former KISS guitarist Ace Frehley. Um, we'll still be talking to all those people, but we're going to be talking about other sorts of things too. Um, we're also going to have guests at some point in the future. Um, we also might get sponsors. But if we do get sponsors, I promise there's going to be no branded, there's going to be no blatantly branded content. But of course, we're all gonna um, we're gonna keep just talking on a variety of topics, personal, political, and of course, as this is a podcast, pop culture. In terms of pop culture, we're gonna talk about pop culture from 1998 when Sean will be listening, but also what's happened in pop culture since then. And we'll sort of talk about things like I don't know, uh, pop culture is built on references to other references in pop culture that people don't really know anymore, that sort of thing, and eh, whatever. But the point is, Apocalypse Now ain't going anywhere, except to better places, which it is going. And seated to my right is Courtney. Hey there. All right, Courtney, um, to the best of your ability, sum up pop culture from 1998 to 2018 as thoroughly and succinctly as possible. All of it? Yeah, all 1998 of it. to present day. Yeah, like, just like two or three sentences? Like, max? Boy bands. Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga. Uh, true crime. 
that's it. That's my succinct. Okay. Um, those are just categories. Well, those are things, things. that are, have been really informative. But those aren't sentences. Oh, sorry. I need sentences. So we had a lot of boy bands in the late 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga has been a major influence on pop culture since, I believe, around 2010 or 11, I'm going to say. Uh, she is both a musical performer as well as now a lauded actress. So remember when I first started talking to you and I said succinctly? Well, you told me sentences. Now I'm going, you, you know, yeah, I was so is, succinct. Yeah, but these are all like big sentences with like crazy multiple clauses and, you know. Electronic music. Just just go with that. Just go with electronic music. That's a good one. That's been pretty much a mainstay in pop culture. That's true. Uh, meta. I'm just going to use words. I'm going to say Lady Gaga, boy bands, meta, true crime, electric music. Done. Electric music. Yeah, so I hope that kind of brings you up to date, Sean. Uh, there's a Lady Gaga... Um, I tried to explain who Lady Gaga was, but I was rudely interrupted by your future self. Well, so. it's it's because you were, I believe, as Sartre once said, rambling incoherently about some bullshit that people are not tuning into this podcast to hear. People don't want to hear complex sentences on podcasts. That was Sartre, huh? Yeah. Sartre. Okay. He's um, he's this guy I know. Mm-hmm. Mark Sartre. Mm. We call him Mark Tra. Mark Tra. All right. So, um, also, since since the podcast is live, we can now do obnoxious things like tell you where to find us on social media. On Facebook, you can find us at Bropocalypse Now 69. And uh, Twitter, you can find us at Now Bropocalypse. And you should find us. Yes. Follow us. Follow us. Let us know what you think of Feel the episode. Feel free to write constructive very constructive criticism or you know just flat out troll us on our page it's fine just let us know you're listening i i and if you want to if you want to let us know that you're not going to listen again that's your right and good riddance oddly enough the person who you're subtweeting with your mouth can you subtweet on a podcast i mean i think it's possible it's just not like subcast yeah, subcast. I'm subcasting. You're subcasting. And what about him? Um, or her? Them. Them. God. Um, like, you know, what if they heard us calling them out for saying they weren't going to listen anymore? Well, I doubt they would since they're so convinced they're not going to listen anymore. Yeah, that's so true. I doubt they'll hear this one. Or are they right now? But if they hear it and hear that, then they're a liar and I have no regrets. No. I'm still gonna have regrets, but that's just that's just that's just generally me. Well, that has nothing to do with the podcast either. Well, yeah. Does it? Well, I yet, mean, yet. we are broadening the scope, so I think a big part of broadening the scope is going to be a little segment we call "Deepest and Most Serious Regrets." I did not sign up for that because I would very much not like to share those <laughs> on the mic. Did you read the fine print? <sighs> You didn't read the fine print, did you? I knew I should have gotten a lawyer for this. Yeah. Yeah, see, like, that's the thing. You always got to get lawyers. Like, that's how we wound up with, like, producer Evan, because he just showed up. 
and I demanded he take $250,000 for his work. And Every time we have to bring this up. And now he's here. Well, all right. So I need to bring it up again, and I'm going to do this less on podcasts because we don't really need to go this deep into the workings of it. But Propocalypse Now is in serious financial trouble. And it's for a lot of reasons. It's for paying Evan. It's for, like, paying you back for that subway you got. And we tried to use the subway card, but you're like, I actually need money. Um, I mean, it's it's mostly that. But it's also because I bought a 69-channel mixing board. What? Yeah. What? But we only really need two channels. Yeah, but, I mean, like, you know, like, it's... It's it's better to have more than you need than to not have any. How many guests do you think we're gonna have on this show? I mean, I don't. I mean, I mean, like we probably should have four or five mics on each guest so that we don't miss anything. But we like that's the way I figured. We're both speaking into one mic each right now. I mean, I'm looking at it. It's a nice mic. It is. I have nothing bad to say about the technology, but um, why would we give our guest five mics when we each have one? Well, they're the guest. So, like, they're not as used to being um, politely broadcasted to our wonderful audience. So, like, we need to make sure that we pick up all the little intricacies that our audience has come to expect from us. Like saying, um, or having long pauses. Hmm. Well. Um. But, yeah, so it's, it's mostly that. Um, no, it's not. It's mostly the other stuff. The thing is... It cost, like, roughly $176,000. What? Are you... What? Are you serious? Yeah. And um, the thing is, like, you know, they they offered... Like, they, they don't make a 69-channel mixing board. They make a 64-channel and 128-channel. And they said, sir, we can give you two 128... I mean, we can give you two 64-channel mixers for $3,500. And I said, 60... Nine channel mixer. What you're so you're gonna have one created, invented, like it doesn't exist I mean, currently. So well, I mean it didn't, but now it does, and we're gonna have it next week ish. So it's a custom. Yes, but it's but it's peace. It's done because we care about details, and we need to be a podcast that cares about details. So if we're gonna have a mixing board, it better have an awesome number. Of channels on. I just thought that this experience would be like slightly more collaborative, but you know. Well, it's you know you got to do a lot of work on your own without consulting anyone before you start collaborating with people. I mean that is just page one, day one of like pod or just life one hundred and one. All right. So, yeah. So um, so probably starting next podcast will of our. 69 channel mixing board um you'll probably be able to hear the difference markedly and um i'm sorry for spending some of our money unwisely the rest of it i will not apologize for you know this is your ship you're the captain so i'm just first mate oh um uh, producer evan did you get all those lottery tickets that i asked you to get yes Okay. Shh. Evan, did you scratch them all off already? Um, my dog ate them. What? 
First he scratched them. There were some winners, but then he ate them. Evan said, for those of you who can't hear in the audience, uh, that his dog scratched the tickets, and some of them were winners. However, they were all eaten by his dog. Uh, I don't even know why you guys are playing instant tickets when the Mega Millions is up to $1.6 billion. Well, yeah, but those, like, those odds are terrible. Like, Honestly, the whole thing just... I, I just brought this up, and I immediately regret it, because I... It brings dark clouds of hatred into my heart. You heard it here first. Courtney's heart is cloudy. But I do have a Mega Millions ticket, um, and I might win the 1.6 bill. You're going to keep doing the podcast if you do that? Fuck no. I'm kidding. What if I give you $40? Well, I'm going to not live here. Are you going to go live on Mars or whatever with, like, the Bezos and Muskman? It's personal. That's a yes, people. Courtney is sliding in where Grimes is failing. He's going to have a great just, big helping of the musk. Just don't worry about it, okay? All right. Hey, can I borrow $176,000 if you win? Hell yeah. I mean, that's right, a cool. chump change yeah, at that so, point. All right, cool. So Do you we'll, even know what $1.6 billion is? Like, it's... Come um, on. It's higher than seventy. Accurate. Okay, cool. All right, that's... I think I have an idea. I'm not going to let it hold down the show. So, yeah, next week you're going to be hearing um, amazing stuff recorded on a custom 69-channel mixing board. Still only two channels will be utilized, however, you know. So far. Okay. Get more boom and shotgun mics, I think. I mean, yeah, you could put way more mics in the room, but I'm not sure what purpose they would serve but you know what just let's, let's move on because yeah this is well, getting bogged down in technicalities it is so if we can get back on to uh topic of the podcast more more specifically um parts of the podcast that are actually the podcast um big part of the apocalypse is something called bracketology now bracketology for those of you who don't know is a horseshit term um what yeah, it's a horseshit term um, used to uh, describe people making their brackets for March Madness basketball um, in, get this, March of every year. Oh. And and it's just... I was always wondering when March Madness happened. Yeah, it's... It, it like, to, I wasn't sure if it happened in March or if it was, like, the madness, like, you know, <clears throat> in anticipation of March. So it's like so it's like March Madness and doesn't happen in February, right? It's like mid February, everybody gets really excited that March is happening, and they're like, "March Madness, yeah, this is gonna happen." That didn't happen. Oh, yeah, no one's excited. Actually, I'm pretty excited. And that's it's sports related. It is. This podcast won't be veering too deeply into sports, but let's but let's go ahead and veer back into sports immediately. Um, Yeah, so basically, bracketology is figuring out how to have the best brackets of your college basketball teams. And it's part of a larger trend in these apocalyptic times, 1998, Sean, of adding ology to something and then being like, I just made a science of it. And it just, it drives me insane. What is that place? What is, like, what was that? Um, who, who? I believe it was South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. We might we might have him call in at some point. Lindsey Graham is calling in? Yeah, maybe. Wow. I'll have him call in. Oh, wait, oh, wait shit. Hang on. That's him. He's on the phone right now. Are you kidding? Uh, yeah, Courtney, I have a stomach thing. Can you go, um, can you, can you do this real quick? Oh my God. Sean, like, honestly, I really need to draw the line at some point, but yes, I'll take this call. All right, good, thank God. Okay. Evan, could you patch Lindsey Graham in, please? Uh, Lindsey Graham on line 29. What the, what the hell is going on with our lines? Like, there's no way that those other lines are, anyway, uh, yeah, patch him in, sorry. Uh, hello, Mr. Graham? Why, hello. Hi there. Um, I'm so honored to have you on our program. Well, isn't that just the sweetest thing anyone could say right about now? I Maybe not the sweetest, but... No, that's true, but I do, I do appreciate a fine woman saying nice things about me. Well, you don't know how fine I am. Oh, I can tell by the sound of your voice. I love women. If you love women so much, like, you know, how do you feel about possibly advocating for more of their rights? Listen. I've always loved women. I have a long record of loving women. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Graham. Yes. Uh, Senator Graham. Should I say Senator Graham? I mean, you can call me Lindsay if you want, but, I mean, you can also go with Senator Graham. What about graham cracker? Cracker is an offensive term that people use toward white people. Oh, really? I didn't know. It hurts us deep down. There are racial slurs for white people? There are so many, Ms. Parker. Wow, I just... Yes, it's... This whole time I thought that we weren't being discriminated against. Liberal medias, they they focus more on the uh, non-white ethnic slurs. and, and, And quite frankly, they're easier to focus on, but... But the ones dedicated to white people, oh, that just break your heart. Well, um, thank you for listening to the show. Oh, I'm a very big fan. Um, while I have you here, I didn't ask you how you're feeling about the midterm elections. It's a bit of a pickle that one finds himself in, in this kind of political environment. Um, I feel like my seat's probably safe. Have to go sleep on the couch before reading some Diane Steele. Mm-hmm. Maybe a glass of warm milk. Mm. Some of my night grits. You know what? Honestly, um, I'm so sorry, but we, are, we don't have any more time in our podcast. We have a very strict curfew, so. We do. Evan, can we disconnect with Lindsey Graham, please? Vote for me, Lindsey Graham. United. Oh, God. What oh, that the, was terrible. Oh. What the fuck was that? Are you kidding me with that guy? Can, I don't know. Can we, like, keep a tighter brain on the caller ID here? Like, a maybe... tiger brain? Tighter rain. Oh, tighter brain. <laughs> this is what I meant. All right. Not, this is what I did mean. So not tiger brain. I don't know what that would mean. I don't either, which is why I was confused um, by it. Tighter rain. Tighter rain. Let's maybe uh, vet the calls. From now on. Producer Evan. Thanks. Shh. Yes, I would prefer it if producer Evan were better at screening calls. How is he still here? Promised he was gone. I don't recall him promising you anything. Anyway, I have to go. There's a... uh, There's another get-together on my cotillion. 
What is that? What is a cotillion? It's like a porch, but fancy. We're so, so very glad to see you go. Can you please make sure the call is disconnected this time, Evan? I swear to God. Is that it? Is that it? For, oh, okay. Yeah, he's gone. All right, cool. What uh, the heck happened the first time? I thought he was already gone. Well, Evan, like... Are you kidding me? Evan, like, what line did you hang up on? I must have hung up on 29, but he was on 29.5. Oh. We have, ha- we have half lines? We have half lines. Well, yeah. It's that's, really thorough. That's not a really... It's a quarter. It's just a quarter for a half line. All right, now it's time for you to be quiet. Yeah, shush, yeah, shush, yeah. shush it. All right, Evan, don't make us. Evan, don't make us get the Evan hose. It's <laughs> the hose again. Yeah. And there's Courtney, quoting movies that she hasn't seen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sean is so right because I have barely seen any horror movie ever. Um, I have seen Carrie. I've seen the ring. I've seen the Carrie and the ring. ring. I've seen the ring. The ring was, like, as an adult, like, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and I never watched any horror movie again. I was like, wow, I'm going to watch the ring. No, blame you. Nope, I'm done. So, anyway, what I do, however, is research films thoroughly on the internet, specifically Wikipedia. It seems to be the mecca for uh, plot synopses, if you will. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I will say that as someone that's seen very few horror movies, my knowledge of horror movies is way up there. Like you can basically, I, I will be able to like check in with you about horror movies you've seen and remind you about critical plot points that you may have forgotten, even having seen the film. It's my thing. It's weird. Well, yeah, you're well, you, well like well, like you were quoting Silence of the Lambs, so I mean you wouldn't know. I do know that. about Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill and that Clarice was Buffalo Bill the whole time. No. And that all she needed to become Buffalo Bill was believe in herself. I'm pretty sure that you misunderstood. Am I thinking that Freaky film. Friday? Yes. Okay. I that, and that was Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, Lindsay Lohan. Actually, that was actually that was Jodie Foster, and um, I don't remember the adult actress's name. Well, yeah. The so, Freaky Friday was a remake. Yeah, you're right. Oh. I was thinking of the more recent. Freaky Friday, starring Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. and Miley Cyrus. Wait, no, is that Lindsay, who was? Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know where, why wow. Jamie Miley. I don't know. They're the same to me, basically. Whatever. See, our good our good friend Lindsay called in and explained to you why that's offensive and hurtful. Oh God. We'll have to listen to that Carl call another podcast. We don't have enough another time for a call right that's now. That's true. Oh wait, he is. Wait, he is calling back. Voicemail. Mm-mm. All right. So, as I was saying before I got violent stomach issues and Lindsey Graham called, um, bracketology, bracketology is a horseshit term co-opted by idiots to sort of sound like they're smarter than they actually are. Um, like, it's just, it's just fervent anti-intellectualism, the sort of notion that, you know... Science is just something that's pretentious. It's something that everyone can actually know, but they're just making it too overly complicated. Blah, blah, blah. So it's just, it's that which is destroying the world. Isn't science just pretty much totally pretentious and like, who cares? Look, I know we, (laughs) look, I know we joke around a lot on this podcast, but I'm very serious about the effects bracketology is having on our, on our general concept, like, um, conversation our lexicon our shared experiences and it's basically just dumbing all of us down you said lexicon and i am (coughs) 
Lexicon. I'm thinking I should take you seriously now. It's not just it's not just a printer company anymore. Wow. So just just Sean in 1998. All you need to know is that bracketology is bullshit. It's fake, and it's maddening. Anyway, so we're gonna actually take part in some of it here. Yay! In, can't wait. In what I call, and Evan can go ahead and throw the theme under for this podcast brackets. Woo! I just give another few minutes for the theme. Just all right. I'm ba- all right. So like, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna do ADR of everything you've said in this episode, and you can just go ahead and drop me in, and I'll do my um, uh, producer Evan impression. Hello, my name's producer Evan. Wow, it reminds me of someone. Can't. Recall. I couldn't possibly know who you'd be reminded of if I'm using this voice. Anyway, let's move on. All right, just yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why this episode is been so consistently hung up on Lindsey Graham so many times. I didn't even play that. Part we part love Lindsey Graham. So we do. We, we love, love him, him and love his him. wonderful politics. We really hope that him Vote Lindsey Graham throwing a tantrum during the like, during the Kavanaugh hearings makes him Attorney General. Because once again, Sean, this is something you have to prevent. I'm a little worried about talking about the Kavanaugh hearings right now on this podcast because I'm. It's like if you if we start down this road, it's going to go down a very dark and long winding road of which I will not be able to excuse myself. So I'm just going to say. All right. So we're going to turn this bus around. Let's just not even talk about the Kavanaugh hearings. Sean, All right. please, please um, intercept, inter, like, intercept the apocalypse long before the Kavanaugh hearings ever have a chance to take place. Well, yeah, that would be the point. That's the goal. So That's hopefully how we never have to even discuss them on this podcast because hopefully they'll never have happened. That would be the best case scenario when it comes to those hearings. You heard her. All right. Well, speaking of hearings, Fuck hear God. me talk about brackets. All right. Pause for pause for laughter. And... Um, all right, so I've I, I've made up two sets of pop culture brackets, uh, one for my co-host Courtney, and breaking our very emphatically imposed rule on producer Evan not getting on a microphone again ever, I made up a bracket for him too. Wow! So Evan, you're gonna have a chance to talk later. Yes. Don't. Take advantage of it now. All right. So basically, here are... Yeah. Yeah. Evan, you're going to want to save those words because we're going to start charging you for them. Anyway. Um, so rules... Uh, the rules go like this. Basically, I'm going to give you each a series of uh, two co- of two competing pairs um, of pop culture that you might be fond of. I do know you both rather well. So I kind of... Taylor made them for you. So, And then the winner of each of your individual brackets will face each other in the ultimate bracket smackdown. Whoa. Which will probably be shortened to Macdown at some point. <sighs> All right. Okay. So first up, Evan, go ahead and play the uh, bracket theme again. All right. That is, the, that is John Tesh's theme for NBA Tonight. <laughs> Whoops. All right. Drop that in a few more times if you could. Okay, Courtney. Hello. Round one. I'm ready. All right. Beatles or Zeppelin? Oh, my God. Beatles. All right. Beatles. Uh, Although mean. Mean why? question. Why? Yes. Because the Beatles started everything. 
in my opinion. I mean, Seth probably could have never had the amount of acclaim that they did. Uh, they never could have gotten as far, specifically in America. I'm, I'm an American, so I'm speaking from that particular standpoint. Um, I think the Beatles are, like, essentially at the total base of, of pop rock um, in our country and, like, what, where music has come from. And I've thought about – I'm a fan of many bands, but I was like, you know what? The Beatles started everything, and they influenced so many other musicians, and so I'm always going to stick with them. They're my favorite band also. A little bit biased, so. But the reason they're my favorite band is because I actually think that they're at the start of most of the other projects that I've ever loved. Like, I don't think that those projects would have existed without their influence, so therefore I'm like, you know, just start at the root. Boom. All right. The root's taken care of. All right, now, shins the shins. Or neutral milk hotel. Oh, this is mean. You are these are mean questions. Gosh darn it. Um, Does mean mean cool now, or is that it? I think I'm gonna have to go with neutral milk hotel for the similar reason, and that they like started so much earlier. They started playing music in the late '80s, I want to say, and maybe maybe it was early '90s, but it was definitely a lot earlier than people think of them as starting. Um, and I don't believe without their influence that the Shins probably would have found their place in the scene. But also, I'll go right back to the Beatles and say definitely without the Beatles, the Shins wouldn't have existed. So, or probably Neutral Milk Hotel. Although Neutral Milk Hotel, they played with the melodies in a different way that doesn't sound totally um, Beatlesque, or you know, it's not borrowing completely from that. Um, yeah. What there's a word I'm looking for. Yeah, it's like it's not like totally playing into that um, ongoing. Oh, there's a word anyway. You know what I'm saying, right? Pop culture lexicon. Lexicon. It's lexicon. <laughs> yep, that's the word everyone's usually thinking tradition. Of. Tradition is actually the word I was looking for. Tradition. They definitely had their own. They played a lot with like intervals in a different way than the Beatles really messed with. But whatever. So I'm gonna go neutral milk hotel. Though I love the shins. So. Boom. All right, so you're, but you, but you don't love Zeppelin. I do. Lo- no, I said that. I thought I said that too. No, you didn't. On Facebook, my religion is Church of Zeppelin, so you can do what you will with that. Shit. All right. You Got can. You can. Your... You can look this up, and you can corroborate this. Got me with your legalese. <laughs> All right. Next, Edie Sedgwick mm. or Kira Sedgwick. 80, 80, oh my god. What? All the, what? Not Kira? <laughs> the closure Is she herself. a relative? Is she relative? Is she related? I think she actually might be a relative of Edie Sedgwick, by the way. Really? I, I really. Well, I, no, I don't think she is because her name's Kira Sedgwick. It's not, but so is Edie. Edie's was, had a D and a G in it as well. Oh, okay. I thought, oh wait, yeah, I thought you said Sedgwick. Nope, it's Sedgwick. They both have the same last name and I think that they actually are related. I think Kara is a distant Relative of Edie Sedgwick. Okay, so you're so you're saying screw Kira Sedgwick. Edie was one of the first mods. I mean, she was a muse of Andy Warhol. She was highly influential in that factory scene. I mean, she she loved amphetamines, and that was her downfall for sure. However, which she is ironic, because they're rockers. 
<laughs> it is ironic. Ba-da. But uh, I mean, she was highly influential. And by, and I, you know, let me put the weight on high. <laughs> All right. And I think you know where this last one's going. The American office or Black Mirror. Okay, so the thing is, is that in my personal life, I'm always going to vote The Office, The American Office. Um, that show has been the most influential piece of pop culture, probably in my informative years. However, I will say Black Mirror is a piece of art and it has its place. However, nothing will appeal to me more than Michael Scott. So, Office. All right. Courtney. Round two. Oh, my God. All right. Beatles versus Neutral Milk Hotel. Beatles. All right. And Edie Sedgwick and the American Office. Edie. Boom. All right. So, final round. Battle Royale. Beatles versus Edie Sedgwick. My heart, I've just actually felt it break. Like, I felt, you know, that feeling that you get. Do you want me to call an ambulance? When something devastating happens, I just felt it happen because this is an impossible question, but I'm going to have to go with Beatles. And I hate myself for it because they're the men. And I should have sided with the woman, but nothing beats the Beatles for me, so. Yeah, but did she write, um. She wrote no songs. Old Brown Shoe? She wrote zero. Okay, wow. Did she write Piggies? Everyone hates Piggies, and Piggies is like one of the better songs on the first F list. Piggies. Like, honestly. Oh, what is wrong with people? People on. hate Piggies like the song before it wasn't the continued adventures of Buffalo Bill. Piggies? Piggies. It's fine. It's a fun little song. Ugh. It's not about doing it in the road, but it's kind of implied. I love Why Don't We Do It in the Road. But There's no piggies. problem with it. Paul wrote that song, okay? Back off. Wait, McCartney? Uh, no. Rubens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Paul Rubens wrote. Right. Paul Why Rubens don't we do it in the road? wrote Why Don't We Do It in the Road, by which he meant masturbate. Anyway, so. Whoopsie doodle. First. Evan, it's your turn, right? Should first I... round of the pop culture bracketry is ended. Courtney has decided on the Beatles. Now we have producer Evan. Evan's going to take my mic. I'm going to get another beer. We do drink while we're doing the podcast. Shocker. And it's it's a problem because we usually are driving while we do it. (laughs) Yeah, I've been driving this whole time. Yeah, whole time. All right. So, producer Evan, back on mic. Hello. With great regrets. All right, Evan, you recall how the rules were, correct? No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. I, I have total recall. Total recall. Like that movie, The Eraser. Don't know what you're talk- All right, so, talking about. Round one. Fish or lightning bolt? Man, that is tough because Fish was a formative band for me. The first band I really became obsessed with as a teen. And then when they broke up in 04, I didn't have any Fish shows to go to, so I tried to find a new band and lightning bolt was the band that took their place in my heart um and they're more wild and 
aggressive than fish, but but also pretty psychedelic. Um, so I'm gonna have to say that now that fish is still playing 35 years in and and they they're still playing and I'm and I I'm still enjoying their concerts even just the ones they just recently played the last few days I've been uh listening to them the, the recent shows so they're more influential on me right now than lightning bolt I got to go with fish all right ding 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 fish all right next Mikhail Gorbachev or Van Hagar? Hmm. Gorbachev. He's not my favorite. Not such a not a nice man. But he's nicer than Yeltsin. Well, that's not saying too much, I don't think. Oh, sick Yeltsin slime. Burn. Uh, so, gotta go with the van. Van Hagar. Evan, does it have any bearing on your love of the song Can't Stop Loving You? Um, my feelings have not changed. Can't stop loving you. I, I can't stop feeling neutral about that song. There you go. See? It's better than negative. Can't. I just can't stop feeling neutral for this song. <laughs> All right. So, next. Lou Reed or Rupert Holmes? Hmm. Do you need to know who any of those people are? Uh, I've always said Rupert Holmes is where the heart is. Um, but, and I also, I think the name Rupert is delightful. You're not but, wrong. But the other person that you said before. Uh, Lou Reed. Lou Reed. Now that person was very impactful in music, and I got to go with him. Woo! Okay, but quick follow-up question. Did Lou Reed write a song about placing a singles ad because he was feeling distant from his wife? And then... Um, Pina Coladas? Pina Coladas is Rupert, what's his face? Yeah, uh, Rupert Holmes. <laughs> Amazing songsmith of the do. Pina Colada song. Oh my god. Which has, a, which has an actual name that is not the Pina Colada song Terrible that I song. Terrible. No. Wonderful song. Just like, Courtney, what else is a love story... So if not two people meeting each other while trying to cheat on each other. <laughs> huh? yeah, the premise is so golden. All right. I'm gonna all right, I'm gonna put perhaps, down Lou Reed, but you know flawed. you're wrong. You know you're wrong, right? So precious. Um Holmes boy. That's what we call ourselves. <laughs> I stand by my decision. The Lou Reed. Alright. And finally, Snoop Dogg. Or John Oates? <laughs> well, Snoop Dogg is more likely to make a my dreams come true. Wow. <laughs> we just ooh, talked ooh, about Holland Oates today on the ride here, which is kind of funny. Because Evan didn't actually realize that Holland Oates wrote that song. So. 
<laughs> no, I didn't realize they wrote, uh, I can't go for oh, that. Oh, I can go for that. That's right. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, oh. I didn't, didn't know that. But uh, so with Snoop, you get Snoop. you get a package deal. Yeah. You get you get all these different personas. Give me your keys. You got Snoop Doggy Dog and Snoop Dog, Snoop Lion, Snoopzilla. I think is maybe maybe one of the uh, identities that he's adopted over the years. And but you also get Dr. Dre in the mix because he's the beat master producer extraordinaire who really I think is really responsible for Snoop Dogg being on the map. I mean, like, and he same is thing a medical M&M. doctor. It's like Eminem. He is. He's a great lyricist, but without without amazingly catchy Dre beats, Eminem would not have. I don't think he would have um, gotten out of Michigan. I I think he'd probably be. um, He he was so hungry for rap success that I think he'd still be known. But I just think that Dr. Dre is the one that made Eminem a household name. Come on. Okay. But the thing is, Christ. The docket is my head. Snoop Dogg and John Oates, both of which have that's done true. albums with Dr. Dre. <laughs> okay. Well, that's true. Is it? Oates and Hoes. It's the name of the record. <laughs> Oates and Hoes. Homer's eat Oates and Oates and Little Lambs eat Ivy. Right. Yeah, they actually do like a really sick remix Wouldn't of that. You? So yeah, Evan, Snoop Dogg or John Oates. Okay, so Snoop Hands down. Also, you get hit all of the Snoop culture, which is like worshiping marijuana, um, sort of secular marijuana worship that I can really get behind and really love to participate in. And he, he's got the Trailer Park Boys connection. I mean, That's Snoop, true. Snoop is, and plus, he's been sort of uh, he's been politically outspoken recently, um, in a way that I very much approve of, and I just. He's just a fucking um, guy. Really interesting person. Although, like, I don't think all of his behavior throughout all of his career has necessarily been commendable. So I, I'm not going to say that I think he's a great guy or something. Um, Do you think he's a better whole, man than John? The whole Oates? pimp, the, like the the. I mean, the only question the whole is pimp thing. That's Snoop Dogg or John Oates. That's yeah. the question. Because pimps can be very brutal and terrible. So. So I think that the pimp thing is a little questionable. Well, yeah, sure. but like, again, that's something that both Snoop and John Oates have had <laughs> significant hand in. True. You know. And I hadn't considered Shot that. Oates and hose. Where do you think he got the hose? But, but upon considering that, now I got to admit that my, oh. my answer will not change. Ooh. You shamaloned me. M. M. Night Shanahand. <laughs> God, shut up, Evan. We'll cut that. All right, so round two. Fish. Or don't, don't cut. <laughs> round two. Fish or Van Hagar. Oof. No contest. Van Hagar. My my loves my dad's. Um, yeah, Red Rocker. The uh, the the guys who 
who really rocked my soul and my brain. With their album 5150. With their album uh, Hoist and Billy Breathes and Rift. Fish would be. Oh, the oh okay. Fish. All right. So we got Fish and then Lou Reed or Snoop Dogg? <laughs> um, now, no offense to to uh, Lou Reed, but <laughs> when it comes when it when it comes to me and my opinions, I gotta I gotta get behind the Snoop music, Snoop music and culture. All right, more than Lou Reed. I mean, it's the tough. Velvets? I'm not going to say that it's easy to choose, but... Don't you even understand it? The Velvets were like a fine doo-wop band, but... Actually, um, the Velvets influenced the... Fish quite a bit, too. I mean, they've, they've covered an entire oh. Velvet Underground album in its entirety for Hall- for a Halloween musical costume. Wait, is that the one um, with um, uh, is that the one with Macaulay Culkin? Uh, yeah. Okay. No, there is a band with Macaulay Culkin called... The Pizza Underground, and it is a Velvet Underground cover band that rewrites all of their songs to include to include lyrics about pizza. That is fact. This is like this is what happens when you make your entire fortune before you turn ten. Whatever. Yeah, he did a a pretty cool podcast interview recently that I watched. Macaulay Culkin talked to Joe Rogan. Ooh. And it was, it's definitely uh, it's much very been? interesting. Good talk, talk, snowflakes. <laughs> All right. So, oh, God, I'm giving you more reason to do this. All right. So, the final battle fish or Snoop Dogg? Now, <laughs> now, this is, now, this is very interesting because here. what's interesting about this, this uh, matchup is that. A lot of people think that fish covered gin and juice because of mislabeled Napster files that were shared uh, all over creation, and people thought that it was fish. It was really, um, it was a band. I think they're called like the the Milk Jugs or something. They're this like bluegrass band. Um, that's not the name, but it, it was something like that, and they. Um, and they, they covered gin and juice, and then it got mislabeled as fish. Um, fish has never covered gin and juice, as far as I know, but they've done some other Should've. contemporary rap covers, which which is pretty cringy. Um, but they, it's like that's their they sometimes embrace the cringe that they steer into the the skit. Who doesn't want to hear white men <laughs> covering hip hop bands? <laughs> exactly. I mean, personally, I'm just floored. Oh, no, I, I'm just like chewing at the bit. <laughs> Champing. Chomping. Champing. 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 Right? Champing. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Champing at the bit. I'm so sorry. Well, no, champing. What does not, that mean? Champing not, at the bit? Yeah, it means... What well, does that like, say? It, it, means you're, it means you're champing yeah, like, down. Well, I'm champing at the bit, the bit to see some white men absolutely appropriate hip hop music. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, we're getting... Oh, like, um, uh, we're getting a phone call. What? Pardon me. Um, I have a couple opinions on Snoop Dogg. At this point in time, if you may yield the floor to me, Senator Curran. Uh, I have a few opinions about you, Hellspawn, this is, this is trouble. hench people that 
Oh, uh, Evan. Evan, he's gone. Oh, well. Just kidding. Oh, my God. Is he here or not? I, I'm here at the moment, but I'm going to leave immediately. Why did you even call him, then? I'm going to be honest with you. I thought this was a DC pizzeria. Not the, not the Comet one where they uh, sell those children for sex. We have disconnected the line, and Lindsey Graham is blocked and will never be allowed to call back on this show. All right, so fish or Snoop Dogg? Okay, so wait, make it quick because we have one more round after this. Fish. Okay, it's totally gonna be fish. All right, for me, for me, it's so it's so oh. clear. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I, I, I gotta go with the fish. The fish from Vermont. Okay, so the final round of this is going to be Courtney's winner versus Evan's winner. But the stakes in this round are it is a to-the-death match where both bands physically fight each other until all but one remain. Mm-hmm. That's how um, brackets work. Okay, well... I would definitely say right off the bat, I'm thinking that, that uh, if this really is a brawl between them... Yes, and it yes, and the it would Beatles be a are probably brawl. a bit more rough and tumble. Well, but here's the thing: there's only two of them They've left. Probably been in some fights. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. Two I'm, of them old. are dead. I probably so. yeah, yeah, like well, I probably I thought I probably we were sh- like imagining. Oh no, 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 no. They were, no, this is literal. No, it's now, Please. and yeah, so Fish would win because of the manpower. However, I have one thing to say, and then I will rest. Fish lists one band, very very much securely as their number one influence um they have not faltered on this they lit they have named one band consistently as their main influence and that band is evan can you help me the beatles it's true so if we're talking about a literal smackdown yes fish and, could take and the that beatles. Was their there's first... only two of them and they are old men however the Beatles influenced Fish the most of any other band. Therefore, Fish would not exist without the Beatles, and therefore, the Beatles win. All right, I would go ahead and put away wouldn't that air exist, horn. Wouldn't exist. Courtney, 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 Courtney. This um, isn't Courtney. This isn't about influence. This is about people fighting each other. This is about air horns. But, but now I gotta ask you. No. I mean, obviously, the Ferrari was inspired by. The horse and buggy. But anyway, could the Ferrari <laughs> have ever existed? Could they even have existed? <laughs> well, could the point. Ferrari exist without the horse and buggy? Okay, good point. Good point. That's all I'm saying. Oh, if you I'm, took I the mean, Beatles out of the equation, fish could never exist, oh, which I'm makes saying. them totally defeated. But uh, would you rather actually, go to Boston in a buggy or a Ferrari? All right. So my all right, <laughs> two hours away. So here is by Ferrari, and one day away by. But one would never. If you didn't have the horse and buggy, the Ferrari wouldn't be enough. But that doesn't mean they win a fight. That's true. Like let's. All right. I already said that I think Fish would win the fight. I mean, it's not fair. Would they? Would they? They have five members, and they're all alive. Six, four. (laughs) Wait, really? It's four. Yeah, Fish has four members. Because it's cool. It's there's four members of each. I mean, there was a there was an old a there fifth, was a fifth, fifth member okay. of Fish at, nice back in the day. But yeah, whatever, there's the four, and they're all still alive, and they're much younger, and there's yeah. only two Beatles, and they're far older. So yeah, clearly Fish would get if they were actually going to physically fight. 
I 100% say Fish would win. But Fish, the band, would never have come together without the Beatles. So they would not be, they'd be nothing. They wouldn't exist, and therefore, it's almost an, it's a non-issue. Well, They wouldn't even be here. Here's, right, so here. They wouldn't be here today. Here is the twist. So. What if Fish were so in awe of the people that they loved and admired that they couldn't bring themselves (coughs) to fight them, and then Ringo Starr goes around and guts each of them like a fish, Which would probably happen. I mean, honestly, I don't see Trey fighting Paul McCartney. I just don't see it. Trey would be like, you know what, dude? I owe everything that I, my entire musician, like, as my entire career as a musician, I owe everything to you. Um, I never would be anywhere without you. Everything that I've ever done has been in awe of you, and I could only wish to potentially (laughs) uphold your fantastical musicianship that's what trey said his words trey trey's trey's us anastasio christ uh would no tur- would turn the other cheek no are he, you he would, he would turn the other paul cheek. paul is the savior saint paul <laughs> saint, saint paul ringo from Ra- the bible are you kidding yeah we're really gonna pretend that ringo and paul are equal right now peace and love oh god <laughs> octopus's garden we're all equal i rest together. my case <laughs> Are you really saying that Piggies is a worse song than Octopus's Garden? Equally bad songs. All right. And by the way, Piggies is a John song, so. Just so you know. (laughs) Well, all right. So we've determined nothing that Fish could physically, hypothetically, overpower the surviving Beatles. Yet they would never. Yet they would not. Because they know they'd be nothing. Nothing. All right. Well, so that brings us to our last Fish feature on the podcast. Mr. Nowhere's Man living in a nowhere land. Don't talk about Vermont like that. Oh, sorry. Boom. All right. So the directive to me in 1998 Clearly, if we've learned anything from today's podcast, it's that you need to get George Harrison, Paul McCartney, and Sir Ringo Starr to fight the members of Fish. That's not the right thing. Yes, it is. One of them is knighted. It's definitely not Ringo, so. Uh, Ringo Ringo is knighted by my heart. You're 16. You're beautiful. And you're mine. (laughs) Ugh. Yep, real song written by Ringo Starr. Look it up. All right, so maybe have Fish kill Ringo, but then have John and Paul kill the rest of Fish. Uh, Sean, Paul's, I mean, John is already dead as of 1981. Yes, but... So you, oh, yeah, you George don't have, is what I meant. You don't have to work with. <laughs> However, George, yes, he does, his, he does have cancer later. Maybe you can help... But in 2001... In 1998, he's still alive and kicking, ready to start shanking dudes. Right, so maybe you can help him find a way of preventing his cancer so that they can later defeat Fish. Well, yeah, but then we have to broadcast back to 1959 when George Harrison started smoking and say, Hey, booty, might not want to smoke there. Anyway, on that amazing English accent, I say... 
Also, you've been listening to, to Apocalypse Now. Please come back. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Apocalypse Now 69 and on Twitter at Now I'm Sean. I'm Courtney. And producer Evan's over there thinking about fish. All the time. All, just all the time. Please keep vigilant. Magic cards. Shush. <laughs> Evan, shush why it. are you making this worse? God, yourself? shush it. Please keep vigilant. Keep remembering what we need to do to defeat the apocalypse. I'm also thinking about magic cards a lot. Really? It's 1998. Go out, get yourself. Get off the mic. Go. Black lotuses. Go. Get. No, go. Box emeralds. Go. Please. Oh my God. I can't believe I told you to never speak into my mic. Exactly. That's what it feels like when you talk on my mic. Anyway, people, stay vigilant. We are in the apocalypse. Sean Hand, Courtney Parker, if you're out here in 1998 hearing this, help us out. I forgot you said that was the objective.